0: up everybody welcome to the dead of nerds podcast i'm sitting down with my buddy from across the pond paul from heavy spoilers what's going on man
1: how's it going it's going bruce willis he was dead the whole time there's a spoiler for you oh
0: dude yeah that was first on this show i bet someone is gonna hear this podcast and become upset at you for spoiling that yeah because that's the new that's the thing to do you know how old is that movie uh 96 i think it was not old I, enough you still spoiled yeah it.
1: yeah i i still so i I did a video on inception about a year ago where it was basically just a, a circle and an arrow around cobb's um ring you okay. know how, yep. how christopher nolan came out and said he wears the ring in the dream he doesn't in the real world yeah um and someone just wrote a massive rant on that saying you've spoiled inception for me i'm so angry and i'm like mate it's been out 10 years don't act like you know don't act like you it's work got in the way or something and you had to put it off for another day you've had 10 years to watch it if you didn't care i i think you were were gonna go another 10 years without watching it if i'm being honest with you
0: yep so stay off the internet these people yeah people you know it's funny these days i mean it seems like even the studios give you a weekend they give you one yeah. week. Oh, day.
1: yeah. Marvel don't care. Yeah. Marvel spoils to Sony as well. They yeah. were like, come on, come see Venom, let there be carnage. There's a, a, good, a good post-credit scene. Link's into Spider-Man. You might want to see it. Yeah, um, pretty
0: much.
1: Yeah. But I, th- I think people get kind of outraged on other people's behalfs about spoilers because yesterday we had the whole um, Hawkeye Episode 3 thing with Kingpin's hand yeah. um, touching Echo's face. Apparently, we don't know. Um, but my, my friend Greg at Real Rejects, he posted just that screenshot and people were like, oh, "You, I can't believe it, you've spoiled this. You've spoiled <laughs> this. It's like, you you must have seen the show. You have to have seen the show to have any context behind why that's a spoiler because yes. if you just looked at that without knowing, it's yeah. a little girl who we don't know. We do, if you hadn't seen the episode, you wouldn't know who she was and it's someone's hand. And the only way that we know, well, suspect it's Kingpin's hand is because of the suit and also the laugh, yes. which aren't actually in that shot. Um, so I think people just get spoiled on other people's behalf. So I remember when Avengers Endgame came out, um, I did an ending explained, and the, the thumbnail was fine. It was I think it was just a, a picture of Captain America or something, and the title was... Um, Avengers Endgame, Ending Explained, and why there's no post credit scene. Um, and uh... I was getting so many comments like, you've ruined it. <laughs> you've ruined the fact there's no post credit scene. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, that's yeah. not.
0: Spoiler. I'm, I'm saving you time. Oh, Don't yeah. hang around the end, mate. hundred percent. And I'm I'm glad you said that because I've had videos like that too, where people will get in there and be like, "This is a spoiler." And I've gotten like kind of clever about doing some of these thumbnails where, unless you have context, like you have yeah. no idea what I'm actually spoiling. Like, I think, yeah, what did I? I forget the one. I think it was the Shang Chi post-credit scene, and I think I just had. Captain Marvel and then I had like something like I don't know it just it wasn't like exact so unless you saw it you would have Mm -hmm. no idea how or why it was spoiling something and I had someone comment back to me and be like if there's Anything to do with Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel is in that thing at all Then I'm going to blame you for spoiling it. And I'm like, dude, you just admitted to me that it's so vague that you can't put your finger on what it even means. And yet you're going to get super upset uh, that I have it in there. Yeah, it's weird.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, people just get really angry. But, I mean, I... Everyone's speculating that it's Kingpin and no one knows for definite. And I've had so many people hitting me up, like, you've ruined that Kingpin's in the show. I'm like, I don't know. It, it's the same as putting Mephisto in a thumbnail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. I suspect he's in it, but right. I don't know for
0: definite. 100%. I'm just, that's, yeah. yeah. And so with that, like, that's kind of an interesting thing I wanted to talk to you about as well, right? Especially with this Kingpin one. To me, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking about this. And I'm not saying that they intentionally put out that Kingpin is in the show, but if we take a step back and think about how well that is working for like, I guess like some kind of marketing push for the show, because like on its face value, it's just a Hawkeye show, right? Yeah. What is everybody in our space talking about? It's not even Hawkeye. It's the possibility Of Vincent D'Onofrio coming back, being kingpin in the later parts of the show. Yeah, exactly. Do you you think that in, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, do you think Feige is leaking all of this stuff? Like, do you think Kevin Feige is the leaker or or something like that? No,
1: I don't think Kevin Feige is, but I think people close to the production will tell a friend, and then that friend will tell someone. Often, leaks like this come from, you know, secondary sources who either know someone who works on the production or someone who works on the production themselves. But yeah, I mean, how long has it been floating out there that Kingpin is probably going to be in the show? It's been a long time.
0: It's been a long time. I want to say it was like at least six to nine months ago. And it came through, like the channel that this came through was uh, the Marvel Studios Spoilers uh, subreddit, which is one of the largest Mm -hmm. subreddits on Reddit. It's massive, right? Yeah. And... We have some people in our audience that are moderators over there, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of the nerd vengers they'll hit me up about stuff sometimes, and you know, sometimes I can't even say like what they you know tell me or whatever, and just you know, you knew that you know that game. It's like a little bit of just yeah. respect between you know uh, sort of colleagues or whatever, and you and you keep each other's secrets and whatnot. But like to yeah. me, I was just curious. As I thought about it, I was like, you know, it wouldn't be hard. For Feige, to say to somebody, hey, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if Reddit was buzzing about Kingpin for Hawkeye. That wouldn't be the worst thing ever. You you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it matriculates out. Because I agree with you that a lot of this stuff comes from, you know, just secondary people, you know, people that are working on the film. Sometimes people maybe that don't even directly work for Marvel. But I think... Some of this is a little too convenient and it feels like studios might in some way be either on the path to or already utilizing leaks to create narratives. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, leaking stuff does a lot of marketing for a studio. And like the other day, I put just a short out saying, have leaks ruined No Way Home because, we know what's going to be in the film we're pretty much a 90 sure. we know what's going to happen in the film and you know does that make you more excited for it or would you be more hyped not knowing these leaks and i think personally going off the two trailers that we've had the 700 tv spots that have been released in the last week yeah <laughs> i don't think that i would be as hyped if i didn't know the leaks you know what i mean mm-hmm. if there wasn't like that chance that andrew garfield and toby Maguire could be in it i don't think i'd be as hyped i think i'd just be like oh well that that's cool the the, the villain you know these villains are coming back um but knowing that the the you know the, the spider-man could be in it that's got me really hyped and i yeah. think that's what sony are using to market the film they're using that hype of it which is why they've got you know was it jimmy fallon I always get the Jimmys confused. It was either Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel. I think it was Kimmel. One of those. Yeah, Ooh, Kimmel. Good thing I checked. He, <laughs> he, I mean, he said to Andrew Garfield, he asked about the, the clip of him in the Spider-Man costume, didn't he? Yeah. And there's no way that that question would even get to be asked if it wasn't cleared by someone. Right. You know, those talk shows, all the, the questions are that you know jimmy kimmel doesn't just get to go on tv and just ask whatever he wants sure it has no curveballs
0: it's yeah it's down the middle yeah yeah exactly
1: he can't just be like who did you vote for you know what (laughs) i mean right um yeah so it has to it has to get cleared and just having questions like that makes me think that they purposely are like playing both sides of it like they don't want the movie spoiled but they also want people excited for what could potentially be in the movie i mean because one division was the perfect example of that wasn't it i think that was a real turning point for studios where they realized that speculation is a massive thing for getting an audience right really really is um just guessing what's in the film uh, sorry in the show and guessing what's in films yeah that's a massive you know that gets people on board and i think that's partly why sony adopted the whole marketing technique with no way home of we're not giving you anything for ages
0: yeah 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 <laughs> for sure it's it's, well, that's, it's interesting because they've even uh, adjusted from what we understand they've adjusted their plans to remove toby and andrew completely from marketing there was yeah a, you know according to many people out there there was an original plan that was going to not show it but tease it out and then eventually yeah. show it and have this like, oh, you know, kind of moment. They've adjusted their plans according to what's happened out there in the leaks in the air, which like, first of all, I think is just brilliant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've sort of tapped into the reality of new media, how conversation goes and like, what is this whole new thing that's not at a certain time on a certain station? You know, like it, it feels like that's a really organic and intelligent way to use what's going on but mm-hmm. i wonder like do, do are we going to get to a point where just like traditional media uh you know non-traditional media is a little susceptible to these kind of almost like psyop level uh narrative control right where you like you leak certain things to create either an expectation or to drive narrative or to see how general audiences feel about these sort of things, and then adjust. Yeah, you know. And when it comes to Feige, it's so weird because I've actually heard from people that he actually hates leaks, and that yeah, he...
1: I I get that impression from him. Yeah, that he hates anything about a film getting out.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, do you think he's in? Is it like that he's in denial of the benefit that the leaking stuff has, or does he just really hold? his secrets in that hive garden. he wants to create that kind of an experience for an audience yeah
1: i mean the, there's two types of leaks really isn't there
0: there's the i've heard
1: this thing's happening and uh, here's me talking about it and also speculating about what this could lead to and so on and then there's the other leak which is john campier putting posting <laughs> a photo out with his watermark on yeah. and you know a trailer leaking online um, with like unfinished vfx and stuff like that sure the, the there's two leaks and i think studios are fine with the first type of leak you know they want people talking about it they don't want it for definite and they want speculation to come from that yeah. whereas the second type of leak just flat out kind of ruins things Um, and often it's you know it's unfinished or it's not exactly how it's going to be presented in the movie so it's it's kind of a peek behind the curtain, almost, and I yeah. think that studios don't want that stuff getting out. Mm. Um, and I don't like that stuff as much. I mean, I get sent so many images from things, um, and I, I don't know. I almost, it's never good. Like mm. that kingpin image that was going around. That looks bad to yeah. me. Yeah. and um, But I'm sure in the show it'll look great. Right. But then you know what I mean? There's there's other things like unfinished trailers um that are filmed on people's phones and stuff and yeah. you know it's not exactly it doesn't it's not a good look yeah um,
0: whereas- yeah i agree i agree and i think maybe that's where he draws the distinction right where he's like because he maybe he just refers to the other stuff as rumors because i've heard him talk yeah. about it and he'll be like you know some of the rumors you've heard are true some of them aren't or whatever and rumors are fine and Maybe that's the kind of stuff that he likes, and he doesn't like it when, um, you know, it's a little bit either more accurate or, like, actual Marvel property, right? Like, IAP and yeah. stuff that's leaking out. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of makes me think that he, the, the thing that's interesting about that is when I was, like, really following leaks with, like, Infinity War and Endgame, it was more speculative. We didn't have like, you know what I mean? Like actual leaked stuff. And I wonder because from that point to where I'm at now, I think about like my channel, my audience, the things that I've done. I actually took my content in a direction where I wanted to be more accurate. I actually felt bad about sharing rumors or sharing a leak from someone that I found to be not that credible. Right. yeah i'm the same yeah yeah Yeah, but i wonder like
1: i used to just i literally used to wake up and go on marvel studio spoilers and see what the reports were yeah and you know make videos about them whereas now i wait until i've sent something i'll sit on that for a while i'll wait until i'm sent something else i'll sit on that for a while um and then i'll kind of put them all together as one thing rather than just doing it every single day you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah. And I also like started keeping much better track of the scoopers I would talk about and like what yeah. they were reporting. And I think at this, I think a lot of us moved in this direction, right? Like after that whole experience, you know, well, we, we got
1: this covered was massive at one point, wasn't it? Yeah. And I've used them as a source on a lot of my earlier videos. Yeah. And then it became clear they were just talking absolute
0: nonsense. Right.
1: Yeah, so, they were just
0: willing to chase hype and they didn't care if it was accurate, right? But I wonder, yeah. like, did do the studios view what happened with the coverage of leaks as bad? Like, like, is Feige sitting back and he's like, oh, these fuckers are, like, actually now figuring out what's more reliable? And so now I'm going into a world where, you know, there's a handful of channels out there and a handful of leakers and whatever that, like have a pretty good bead on what is happening. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of yeah. wild. It's it's transformed into this thing where, dude, like, we know, bro. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I yeah. saying, like you were saying before, like, Spider-Man, bro, they had a full, in uh, like six different versions of a full plot leak for this film, all of which over the last, I don't know, year, seem to be accurate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we more or less know what the movie's going to be like now.
1: Yeah. And th- there's also a lot of things that we don't report on that right. have gone on behind the scenes that, you know, I-, I always make a point in my videos of saying, well, apparently this is happening. And there's a lot of things that I do that for that I know for definite because I've actually seen images and videos. Yeah. And I just kind of try and protect my sources as much as possible. Right. Um. And yeah, I think we've all kind of got to a point where we are getting a lot more accurate, but with that comes danger as well hmm. because there's the worry that, oh crap, I might get a call off the studio or something. Right, yeah. Um because I, I like I've had call I've had a call off the studio, um, but they were fine. But I was I did keep the leak quite, you know, speculative. I did have some facts in there in one that I did, but hmm. I did kind of speculate as well um whereas now it's kind of getting to the point where it's like well this is definitely happening i know this for definite but i'm gonna have to play up that i don't know for definite just yeah. because i might get in trouble and i i want that plausible di- deniability yeah. and that's why i think what campier did was so stupid mm. um just watermarking it himself uh posting yeah. it out there yeah
0: just you know it's funny because i that. actually view it as brilliant but I view it as him knowing what he. Uh, Here is what I view it as. And look, if he know, was a
1: scooper yeah. or someone like that, that is a good move for his career. But he doesn't really do spoilers, you
0: know that's, what I mean. But that's kind of the beauty of it is that he knew. Mm. I think that he had deniability. I think. Look, I think John is very smart, and I would. I don't know. Like I don't know what's in the man's heart, right? But I have a couple friends that know the guy, right? And I think, like my. My speculation on this is that he knew they were real. Okay. And he's literally sitting back and realizing that he has the golden goose mother of all leaks. We've all seen all these different leaks, but we can't but none of the leaks strictly and directly confirm both Toby and Andrew with Tom, and none of them specifically did Charlie. So he knew yeah. he had the mother of like all these million different Spider-Man accounts that are constantly hitting everybody up and it's, it's ridiculous. All these accounts yeah. were going to repeat this shit. December. Oh, they're, they're shutting it down. I mean, at least December. a couple of them are shutting it down. I bet they don't even like doing it at this point. But yeah. <laughs> like, so I think he knew what he had and he also knew he had a way out of it, a way to deny it, and he has a bunch of connections to the studios. Like he, yeah. he's already been working, you know, junkets and doing all that stuff for decades, right? So... I feel like his move was calculated and he was like, I'm going to get the John campier show to become a meme. But in today's day and age, that's social currency. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, so I don't know, maybe not, but regardless. Yeah. Like he, he leaked those things. It was crazy. Yeah.
1: Cause it is. I mean, you might have a point because it is so stupid that you would do that like watermark a leak. If it was me um, and I'd w- posted out a leak with a watermark on and it started trending. I would immediately post that image without the watermark on, and then yeah. delete, because that is the one that people are going to share. No one wants to share one with the watermark on. So the one that people are going to share is the one without. So I would have just posted it out immediately.
0: Um, Bro, he knew what he and was it, doing. Like yeah. to me, it's weird, like...
1: He, it's weird he got sent it though. Because if you're out there, Leaker, I'll I'll have those images. But, I know, um, right? Well, that's yeah. the thing too. Is like sure other that's a whole sent it right well that's a whole other side of it is that he
0: he probably got them because you know what i mean of who he is Mm -hmm. little i wonder if there's like some you know connection there or uh conversation going on between him and some other people and like maybe 99 percent of the time he doesn't share that kind of stuff but he saw just like one strict opportunity to to do it i i think it was a good call probably
1: yeah probably i mean i don't know where he's standing with the studio um I have heard that, that they weren't happy.
0: Um, yeah, I heard they were he really, really not happy, but at yeah, the same time I really, I really badly. Uh, yeah yeah, I, I yeah. Heard, like, yeah. But at the yeah, same time, he stuff. has all these connections, and you know, maybe he's in a place where he realizes, you know, I don't really need the studio. Yeah, that's the
1: thing. You don't need them. Yeah. Like I um I'm good friends with quite a big YouTuber, and they uh were hooking me up with a studio. In um, the studio, just said, "Oh, we can't work with him because he's got spoilers in his name, in the name of the channel." Uh, um, <laughs> and this guy was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. It's such a bummer." And I was like, "I'm, I don't really care that much." Yeah,
0: like, dude, for sure.
1: You know what I mean? I get early access to like Disney and Netflix stuff, so that's all my channel really needs, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and even then, I don't know if it needs it that much because the way the disney early access stuff works is that you tend to get the first two episodes of something yeah. and then you don't get the rest um so i mean the majority of shows that i cover i'm not getting early access to mm. um and i'm doing fine you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like I'd, I'd die if the studio were like we can't work with our kevin spoilers as huh? some of a
0: bitch I know. Yeah. It's funny, man. Like, so I'm I think sure about that John's fine as well. Yeah. He's totally fine. It's that's the thing. He doesn't even need necessarily, strictly speaking, those connections. And I thought about it even further because I thought about it way too much. And I was like, dude, even if they banned him from junkets, that technically <laughs> works in his favor. Even if they cut yeah. him off, he's able to spin that into social media currency. It's crazy, yeah. like, the rumple stiltskin type game that's happening right now with everybody just taking all this fucking shit and, like, spinning it into, you know, narrative and clicks and the things. It's a, it's a yeah. wild time. Paul, it's a wild time!
1: Exactly. It always is. But the thing is, as well, even those junkets, like... Who cares? After a while, I know it sounds like super. Ungr- I'm, a, I'm sure there's people out there who are grinding away on YouTube with like 1,000 followers who are like, "I'd love to be invited to a junket. Sure. It'd mean so much for me to get a Disney Plus show early," um, and that's totally understandable. But after a while, the luster of it does wear off. Like I'm, not, I I could potentially go to the No Way Home premiere in London, um, but I don't want to. And it was the same with the Eternals and it was the same with Shang-Chi. And it was just a case of, it's such a a distance for me to travel. It's like six hours on the train. Mm. Uh, We're in the pandemic. It's busy as hell. You know, it it looks like you're hanging out with celebrities and stuff, but you're really not. You're just running around like a headless chicken trying to get selfies. It's not fun. It's not a nice experience. Right. Um and i remember john campy actually did an interview where he was saying that he stopped doing right celebrity interviews because what would happen is that he'd have to rush off go see a film he wouldn't get to go to the premiere with all the stars he'd be put into a smaller cinema off to the side for press mm. where he'd go watch it in a room full of other people from the press he'd then have to travel across town to a hotel and um, sit in the lobby for about two hours to go upstairs to ask you know, two minutes worth of questions, yeah. and then when he'd put that video out, it'd get like six thousand views.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like and he nobody said, even not. cares about those interviews. Like, dude, I yeah, like who really watches like interviews with like actors and what they're saying and stuff like that? And look, I don't know. You know, we've got some you know some friends and some colleagues that still are you know doing that sort of thing. And sometimes the interviews can be interesting. I don't really watch them, but yeah, I, I watch just them. I just noticed like. That's not really where attention is at. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. it's totally flipped to this place and I think Anthony Mackie sort of said this uh maybe even a, like a year ago or whatever in an interview where he said it's not about the actor anymore. It's about the character. It's the, yeah. nobody really cares all that much. I mean, we do care. You know, it's like we care, but we don't it's almost like that fictional like I think about think about Tom Holland. It's like we all care about Tom Holland in this conceptual way where we're like, oh, yeah, Tom Holland, I like him. If someone brings him up in conversation or brings him up in, uh, you know, the Spider-Man conversation, like, I have Hmm. an idea of who that guy is. I defend him. I like him. But are you really going to go watch an interview with Tom Holland? Like, if there's a 15-minute interview and he said one thing, about the new Spider-Man movies, you're probably just gonna watch that part of the interview. You know what I mean? Like you're you're well, not gonna yeah,
1: yeah. Like social media now as well. Like Ridley Scott or Martin Scorsese, you'll say one thing in an interview. No one will actually watch the interview. They'll just react to the headline or the yeah. quote. Yeah. So the interviews are are pretty pointless to me. And last year, I got asked if I wanted to do one um with quite a big comic book show. Uh, with with an actor in it and i said no uh, mm-hmm. i said i would do it but i want I, I wouldn't put it out as a separate video right um i said it had to be like on the end of an ending explained or something mm-hmm. something that w- wouldn't you know kill me in the algorithm and would still you know if people were watching it they might think oh well i'll stick around and watch this interview yeah and the the studio said no and i just said sort of, right well i don't want to do it because the interviews are just they just don't get views yeah they're just not worth doing um to me at least i know there's people out there who love doing them but yeah it's just uh, people just don't really care
0: yeah and you can't really that's what's interesting about like where we're at with uh the internet as well is that you can't really fake it like so if it were a uh good morning america or something right like yeah you could have that on there and then there's this whole antiquated way to like have views and to say what your ratings are and all these different things and it's just on the box but like with YouTube, Spotify, Twitter with you know TikTok with these platforms, you can't lie, dude. Everybody knows like what is actually being watched. Everybody knows mm-hmm. what is actually being clicked. So there's there's this interesting disconnect between like old Hollywood and the and the old ways by which they do things. But numbers don't lie, man. Like you just you look out there and there's there's not a lot of intrigue or attention on these particular actors unless there's some drama going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just that's even the when that in. just
1: gets taken and it'll get put into another video where it's just focused on that. Right. And that'll get the views, but not the interview itself.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um
1: like if you look at comicbook.com, their YouTube channel. I think they've got about two million subscribers or something. Oh got I'm just looking now, one point one three million um subscribers. And their interviews they get like one thousand views on them. So yeah, it's that's not even crazy. one cent watching yeah. it. Yeah. Um like yeah, they've got a Resident Evil interview here with one thousand views on twenty one minutes long, and they've got one million subscribers. I mean that's that's crazy. The, the They're just
0: yeah. They're not doing what YouTube wants them to do. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, look, the algorithm is brutal. And, like, in some ways I hate it. In some ways I love it. But you, one thing you can't argue is that, like, the algorithm is really just an extension of human behavior. It's it's what's mm-hmm. going to work for the most amount of people the most time. So The yeah. most of the time. So they're going to do what people are going to click on. And, you know, we we're sort of got into this, like, hype cycle. And the narrative is often more important than the facts there's only a few people willing to like make the time to watch that full interview to get the full flavor of it and sometimes i'll do it and i consider it to be a rewarding experience where i'm like oh wow this was actually really great but oftentimes even myself i'm like this was stupid you know just a bunch of like stupid questions that don't really matter everybody's just smiling and nodding you know it's like no one
1: can give answers either that's the thing i think people are wise to now that Mm. no one can Ever, you can't ask Tom Holland, you know, who else is in Spider Man No Way Home with you because he's just going to give you no answer. Right. And it's just pointless doing interviews a lot of the time because it's like you get nothing out of them and none of the questions are answered. Yeah. So, wild. yeah, I don't see, uh, uh, d- yeah, John Campier, I'm sure he'll be fine, which is kind of back to the original point. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, he'll be fine. Yeah.
0: You know, I want to. I don't know
1: if you'll get invited to the no Way home premiere or what. I, I really don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think I think he'll actually probably still get invited, bro. Believe How it or not. Think so? Yeah, but wild. you know what? I heard something about the premiere that's kind of wild that I don't even know if I'm technically allowed to say. But uh, do you know when the uh, review embargo for the film lives?
1: No, when? So, I don't know, dream? but
0: I'll tell you this: I wouldn't be surprised if it was. The day of, or the or the day before the movie comes out. That's all I can yeah. probably say about it. But it's it's a strange time, strange times. Anyways, to shift into something, yeah. uh, back to leaks. I wanted to know your thoughts about Feige and company changing things because of leaks. Like I've always thought this was ridiculous, and that to do this would be so silly, but. You look back at some of their moves, I don't know, man. I'm starting to think that they might actually change things in projects if a big rumor or leak happens, and they don't like the fact that people know it. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it just depends on what it is and how easy it is. When when I did the Mandalorian leak, um, so I had my breakdown pretty, you know, most of the plot points I had for that episode. Um, and i had most of it ready to go and i just sat there on the morning thinking i'm gonna have to watch this to make sure that right <laughs> you know we haven't changed anything yeah Um, and that was even with just a couple of days notice so that that yeah it's difficult to tell obviously we don't know what happens but i mean we've seen alternate shots from things um and there's been a lot of rumors that have got quite big that have turned out to be untrue mm. um like Oscorp Tower being in the far from home uh post credit scene, that sort of thing. Yeah. Where they I mean, I've been told by people that they worked on it, that scene, and it isn't in the movie. Um so I would not I do wonder if things like that get taken out or not.
0: Well, you know what's interesting about that too is like so that is to this day one of the biggest L's that like Grace Randolph has on our record, right? She yeah. was pretty adamant that sh- she didn't see it herself. The story is that one of her very close, trusted sources, who would likely be a person who does screenings of films for studios, but like before they're public, like basically for yeah. a small group of people. right? So this person saw a version of that movie where in the post credit scene that shot of Oscorp is in there and possibly even more. And mm-hmm. she talked about this, and then when the film came out, it wasn't on there, and it was like a big old L for her, and it was something that was just removed. So you're you're kind of saying that you've talked to some people that say, yes, the Oscorp thing was a part of what they were doing? Yeah. So that's interesting then. So maybe even in that situation, she was right, but then they just changed it and, and made it to look as though it were never a thing.
1: Yeah. And I really don't know, but I'm, I do remember getting told that at the time um, that it was
0: actually real. That and is yeah. fascinating to me, man, because, uh, you know, the thing that I go to then is, like, Doctor Strange and Mephisto. So with WandaVision, we know for sure Doctor Strange was pulled out, right? Yeah. But there were also a lot of people that had that Mephisto conversation going on. there. Like, I've seen Grace tweet things, like, where she says... You know, a lot of us were being told Mephisto. And that didn't come from nowhere. That was something that, you know, they we had heard that was then removed or changed from the show. And I wonder, like, do are they just changing it for structural reasons? I know at that time, Marvel was going through a massive shakeup because of just delays in the pandy, and they were changing Doctor Strange because of Derrickson and all these different things. So, I don't know. Like, I guess I... Think it's possible that WandaVision, especially the boner, was done intentionally by Feige to cloud all of the other rumors and leaks for the rest of the year and for us the time with doubt.
1: Yeah, that, that could well be. Um, it's difficult to tell because obviously, when you get told something and then it doesn't turn out to be true, you don't really believe that person anymore. Right um so it is really difficult even if they're still saying look i swear down on my life i've seen mephisto he's real it's like yeah but he's not in the show so where the hell is he yeah. you know what i mean yeah and there was sort of that when spider-man got kicked out of the mcu um i remember i did a video saying that i'd been told he's going to be back in it and it got about two million views damn and then we had you know tom holland or someone from sony every other week was coming out saying there's no plans for for spider-man to return there was like the ceo of sony did a big interview saying that the door was closed mm. um and i was getting so much crap at that time and i was like oh but i've been told he's back and then obviously he did turn out to come back
0: yeah
1: um so you, you just don't know it's so difficult to to kind of and that's why you know scoopers do get things wrong um because you will get told stuff and they might even change things
0: yeah yeah i mean the fact. things change all the time i guess for me i'm just i'm at a place where i'm like okay so i can understand changing things for the quality of the product right or for making yeah. the story better but to change like if i guess what i'm saying like is if it comes out that feige Intentionally did the boner to like throw scoopers off. Like in ten years from now, the some crazy book comes out. You know the yeah. secrets of Feige's fate. You know Marvel, whatever, and it comes yeah. out that he did all of that intentionally. And there was originally a plan for like Ralph Boner to be actually Quicksilver, and it was going to be awesome. I mean that, bro. Like, I'm gonna be furious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna be like one yeah. of those crazy people on Facebook burning their Marvel merchandise, and i be like, "Fuck <laughs> you, faggy, Like, I can't believe it.
1: Yeah, because I mean, have you heard that about? Because I've not heard that about about our Rolf.
0: I have heard, I've heard some things, but not from anybody that I could be like, okay, this is something I'm gonna chase. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I, yeah. I don't know. I think to be honest, like some people are just scared to even. Bring that kind of stuff up Because uh, there were just so many L's Handed out after WandaVision And I feel yeah. like it, it left the whole Scooping community in a weird spot Uh So I don't know man I mean it's I just think that it's possible Like If if he really just always thought of it As a gag Like Feige's got a great sense of humor And from what I've understood Like he's uh He's kind of just really like Approachable and real You know so like the version we get in interviews and stuff is pretty buttoned up, and he's gotten better at boiler plating, But he's like just a dude. Like the Russo yeah. brothers talk about this a lot, and then in that book, um, uh, you know that that massive new book that came out talking about all the things. Like they're just he just has a really funny kind of lighthearted sense of humor about all this stuff. But yeah, I, I, I can't tell if like he, because he is a a big sweaty nerd too, though like. To do the Ralph Boner and not understand that fans would be upset about that doesn't, like, that doesn't compute. Like, I feel like he would have to know that people were going to be upset about it. And I just, I, I don't know if it was just a decision made to, like, specifically mess with people that were, like, following all those rumors. Like, did he literally take WandaVision at the last minute and be like, We got to change this up because fuck these leakers. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. It's like yeah, it's crazy.
1: Because it would cost so much money. That's what Um, I.
0: I always think this. I'm like, there's no way that they would do that. But then you know, I hear things like, um. So this is kind of a a weird example, but uh, Geekdom 101. He's a buddy of mine. He does uh Dragon Ball content. He, like, he's told me in conversations before that he is very sure that after he leaked that the dragon ball series was going to come back and this was in like 2020 maybe even 2019 that the anime was going to come back that after he leaked that and it blew up the way that it did they not only blacklisted him but they stopped production on that anime and they like and i was
1: having with um Nintendo as well they were doing a a Zelda show or a Mario show or something and they ended up it got leaked and then they just canceled the whole project
0: dude that is crazy to me like that that's a whole nother kind of petty
1: bro like what yeah because no one cares that much.
0: No, you know what I mean? It's I mean, like, that's, that's crazy. Having, like, having
1: a project leak isn't going to ruin the project.
0: No, not at all. If anything, it will build, you know, like we've been sort of saying, it has the opportunity to build a lot of hype and speculation. But, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, from an outsider's perspective, it doesn't seem like this would ever be a smart decision. Like, if Feige were to spend money... To change something to throw leakers off that seems horrible it seems like a waste of money if uh, you know the Japanese companies are gonna end production on something that up until that point they thought would make money that doesn't make sense but then I always go back to this thing Paul people are gonna people humans are gonna human yeah humans are petty so I don't know do you think these people are just making like horrible decisions and and actually responding to this stuff?
1: I think some will be, but I just think some won't care, to be honest. It'd be like, yeah, whatever. Let those kids have their YouTube videos. They're suckers.
0: It's true, but, I w- yeah.
1: I wouldn't cancel something if it got leaked.
0: No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't change anything either. I would. I mean, I think, again, it's a waste. It, like, that's just so weird. Because like, all the things that brought you to that point, all the logical things that had happened before – they they have it for a reason you had these things in the show for a reason there was a line Mm. of logic that brought you as a creative to a place where you were like yeah this should be in there this would work well because of this thing this will lead into this thing and then the idea of taking that apart to try to keep the integrity of things down the line is wild like that that doesn't even compute to me at all and yet you know, Geekdom tells me that thing, and you tell me this thing about Nintendo. So, like, human beings have literally done this. And I just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I hope human. it's not... Uh, I hope that's not the tale of the boner. Wow. Well, Is that the tale? Will or... we find
1: out. Will we find out? I don't know. <sighs> I hope But so. you can imagine if you were Evan Peters as well, you'd be a bit like, oh, I was nearly in the MCU properly as Quicksilver.
0: <laughs> right. I don't know, man. Yeah, it just seems wild. Like, I... I I hope there's more to that story. I hope that's not the last of the boner, and I hope it gets explained. And you know, maybe it will. Uh, I yeah. have this other question I want to ask you. This was a question I had for Rob. I, I recently sat down and I talked to Rob from Comics Explained. And first of all, let me just ask. Nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice dude for sure. Really, really, uh, really knowledgeable. What, uh, what? Do you, how do you feel about Hawkeye? You know, what's what's your thoughts on Hawkeye?
1: Well, I got a lot of crap because i said i didn't i was disappointed in the first two episodes mm. um and I, I i thought they were very fillery uh but I've, i really liked the third episode really really liked it yeah and that kind of you know got rid of all my issues with it um so the first episode thought the the start was really good um with the battle of new york i thought the title sequence was really good the rogers musical was good the Thanos was right, brilliant. Uh, then Kate arrives in New York, goes to meet meet a mum and meets Jack. And then I think at the party that's when it starts to get a bit kind of fillery mm. um, and almost like Netflix showy. And mm. I, I do like the Netflix shows, but the weakest points of them were people just standing around in expensive New York buildings talking yeah. about stuff. True. Um, and that was. felt it felt very like that and the auction was okay but yeah i just the first episode i was a bit uh it was kind of just people sitting around in like chinese restaurants second episode again had a really good start um and then i think the larping i was just kind of like oh this is just (laughs) going nowhere um and i did feel that the plot points from those first two episodes could have been combined into one episode right um i have the you know you have the auction and um, kate wears the own costume and then hawkeye arrives to kind of take it off her and then they get captured by the tracksuit mafia i think that would be you know a, f- a f- good first episode with that'd all be a that.
0: banger of a first episode for sure yeah
1: and that would basically all of the plot points from episode two as well would be fine um and you know they could come together and form a relationship over having to escape from the tracksuit mafia Mm. um so i just kind of felt yeah it was just a bit fillery Um, and there were there was there were people who were like you hate this because it's not got loads of jokes in it that's all you care about marvel and i was like what show are you watching because yeah there's a lot of this show is full of jokes like all the time um the the whole lot being seen is a joke it's like a slow-mo Action scene where people are hitting each other with fake swords and making ching noises. You know what I mean. <laughs> the whole thing's a joke. Yeah, uh, and it was people just getting angry. Um, and then when I said I really liked the third episode, people were saying, "See, this is why you shouldn't judge a show off two episodes." <laughs> I was saying I'm not. I wasn't judging the show. I was, I was judging, judging those, those episodes, first two episodes. Yeah. I'm giving an episode review. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really liked it. Really liked it. Like the sense. opening on Echo. Um, I thought the way that they were going to do it was they were going to tease Kingpin at the end of an episode. Mm. Um, but I think having him having that tease quite near the start was genius because you just hooked into that episode. And then as they talk more and more about the uncle throughout it, you're like, oh, it's Kingpin. It's Kingpin. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I really liked it. I thought the you know, the car chase was brilliant. Um, and it's even better if you read the Matt Fraction run.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So I really liked it. What yeah. about
0: you? So I like I like the show. I'm actually it's funny because like uh I think I might like it the most out of the three of us, just from like the conversation I've had with all of you guys. But mm-hmm. what's interesting about this is I guess there's this question of is Marvel possibly doing too much? And I guess yeah, you know, I think that they are, yeah. You are okay. So I guess yeah. for me, part of the question is rooted in this idea of the mcu in the last 10 years the quality that they were able to bring to everything and especially in the last couple of years that real cohesiveness and brilliance among all of their projects and then Mm -hmm. i look at what's happening in phase four right and what has happened so far and although what's up it's been weak it's been a week no, it's been weak. Oh, it's been weak. Like not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not very good. Step yes. down. Agreed. So we're all sort of on the same page about that, where it's like definitely a weaker start, right? Like I think Black Widow, one of the weaker MCU movies. It's a functional yeah. film. Like it's not like terrible, but it doesn't.
1: But there's some. There's some weird creative choices with that, where the ending they just cut cut off halfway through a scene. Yeah, it's um, true. Like General Ross arrives, and then they just cut to black. And there there is that extended scene on disney plus where and it's like why didn't you use this
0: yeah it where is interesting arrested, right and, and then, then it's like, right. Well, it doesn't make any sense 100 yeah and then like shang chi i th- i think shang chi is probably the strongest of the three um yeah but it, even that like it feels a little out of place you know what yeah. i mean so it, like, i
1: think it's got a really good first hour and then as soon as they head to the the village I'm just kind of a bit like I uh, don't know if the dweller in darkness needs to be in this film.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, it's true, it's true.
1: Yeah, and the Mandarin just becomes a bit of an idiot. He's meant to be thousands of years old. Think about how much smarter you get as you get older. True, and how you know you're not, uh, you don't get tricked as much the older you get. Um, and for him to be thousands and thousands of years old and falling for this trick, and then still, and people be like, "Look, mate, you're an idiot," and for him to still be like, "Nah, I'm not." i'm right yeah, yeah even he when was... he starts h- hitting the wall and yep. those, um, those things
0: are going little... out yeah.
1: yeah and he's still doing it it's like mate you're an idiot
0: yeah that's true they should have pushed uh like a madness angle like especially considering what we might see with wanda <clears throat> if he would have been like if he had been actually being corrupted and like went like a little more dark side it probably could have helped that a little bit more but yeah you know and then you have eternals and you have You have the shows, if you think about, like for me, like WandaVision is good, but its ending is weird. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I really don't like. I just think it's sloppy, a remade show that just didn't actually work and was sort of, it had some good elements, but it doesn't really function as a show. Then you have Loki, fantastic, like out of control good. Like, I think it's the best thing in phase four so far. Well, that um, had
1: Quite like I thought, those first two episodes were a bit weak as well.
0: Interesting. So I love those episodes, but yeah. So you think they just they just weren't as? Uh... Uh,
1: I did like the episodes. I just don't. I think the I think from episode three. Wait, no. Yeah. What was so episode, well, episode one three was just, to me is a little weaker. It's the yeah uh, episode three Sylvia is quite episodes. weak actually. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the hell I am talking about. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am wrong. No, um, no, no. But I thought
0: yeah. the, well, the the macro point is that you know there it's it's a slower start it, it feels shaky and i guess like the question i asked uh rob and the question i want to pose uh pose to you is like sh- is some of this just understandable considering like the pandy and a lot of the shifts from behind the scenes or like is marvel just literally doing too much and should they stop like is it yeah. okay that we live in a world where hawkeye to your you know sort of point before is a little bit more Netflixy it's just a hawkeye show, and it's cool, but it's not like the most important thing to watch like it is Marvel going in a direction where it's gonna lose maybe one of its most valuable things, which was you gotta watch everything
1: yeah i I think so, yeah, I think they are doing too much at the moment, um and it's also in a couple of years' time it's going to be difficult for people to catch up you know what i mean right that that it's it's very oversaturated at the moment um it's getting to that point where it's like if you're a kid now how say say you're born now in six years time how are you going to catch up to the mcu because you're going to have so many movies to watch so many tv shows to watch right and It'll get to a point where people are just like, I can't be bothered with it. I'm just going to miss this. I'm going to skip it. Do you Um, think
0: he's making the shows in a way where they are not necessary?
1: Yeah, I think they're skippable. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's obviously some characters introduced, but I'm sure that if you started watching a movie, you would just pick up on it straight away. Like Black Panther didn't get much of an introduction in Civil War. Right. And everyone was just like, yeah, I know who this
0: is. Hmm. So that's kind of an interesting strategy. Like, if you think about it, it's almost like they're making the shows in a way, I, I, other than Loki, I would say, uh, they're making the shows in a way that they're fun. It's like a fun side dish to the regular stuff, but it's not necessarily, you know, must watch. But then you think about the movies, bro, even the movies so far are hmm. pretty much i don't think do you really need to watch any of these movies i mean i guess we won't know until we know the full you know future but
1: yeah you're probably right i mean do you need to watch the eternals i really like the eternals but i don't know if it's required watching um black widow i don't know Mm -hmm. if that is shang chi probably is but yeah other than that maybe not
0: yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting, right? And then, you know, one of the things that we uh talked about yesterday was this lack of an endpoint focus. And so, with Marvel in the first 10 years, I think in the first 3 to 4, we were just blown away that they were even able to make these movies and make this world work, right? It was crazy. Yeah. And then watching Avengers come together, insane. Even Avengers 2, there's still this like, holy crap, like we're watching the Avengers, you know, kind of a feeling going on. But mm. it really becomes pretty focused after that movie, when you get into like Civil War and some of these other things, on the division between the characters. It's all macro story and it's all leading to Thanos, right? We we knew mm. Thanos was coming. Infinity Stones are there. This is, this is where it's all heading. And right now, other than just, you know, very broadly speaking about the multiverse and possibly Kang, there's no direct endpoint. We don't know for sure where any of this is actually going. And I wonder if that is going to hurt Marvel and do you think they're going to pretty quickly give us an endpoint?
1: I really don't know. Yeah, it's like this thing can't go on forever, surely. But I'm sure Disney wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just it's it's difficult to think what's going to happen. Yeah, I wonder it's getting to a point now where there's if there's going to be four or five shows a year and four or five movies a year. Um, how can you keep up? Well, how can you move? You know, I know Marvel Studios isn't making. Yeah, I know Marvel Studios aren't making four or five, but then they're connected to Sony, who are doing extra stuff. Um, so yeah, it's going to be difficult. I really, I think they should tone down because I do think that they'll hit a point where they're opening themselves up to have more misses. Right. Um, and I mean, even the CGI is dropped quite a lot, I think, Mm. because I know companies are just getting hit with so much stuff and they don't have the time to properly work on it. Mm. And you can kind of see that, um, when you look at like Pip the troll, terrible, terrible looking. Um, and it's just getting to the point where these movies are, are, are becoming like animated movies because there's so much CGI going on and mm. someone has to design that and animate it. And you get into the point where each one of these are, are like almost like a Pixar film. Yeah. Cause they've got so much CGI in them. Uh, and I do think that they're kind of running the risk of just burning out, especially with people's interests as well. Mm. Um. You know, we're getting so many side characters at the moment, too, that I don't know if people care about that much. Right. Like, do people care about Hawkeye? It doesn't
0: seem like they care about him as much as I thought. I mean, the numbers are, uh, you know, the numbers for the show are much lower than even yeah, WandaVision, which is shocking to me, you know?
1: Yeah, but we kind of get a good inkling of that, because we can often tell by how well our, vi- our videos do as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like,
1: Suicide Squad. I knew that was going to be a flop. Yeah. And that was because every video I did on it did badly. Yep. Um and it was the same with Birds of Prey. Yep. I just was like, yeah, this stuff isn't going to do well. And Hawkeye's been underperforming.
0: Yeah, I'm not um, even doing breakdowns of it. To be honest with you, like I yeah. I've noticed even on the first week, like even on our streams and like the stream afterwards and just in general conversation like the next day, like, I'm not getting a lot of questions about it. Like, people aren't coming into the stream being like, hey, what's this mean? Or what's, you know, what's the deal with that? People are really just focused on Spider-Man right now. And I think Spider-Man has sucked the air out of the room in a lot of ways, uh, you know, with all of its hype. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a a weird time right now. You know, it's funny. You're saying, like, they should tone down. What would that even look like, bro? Like, does Feige know how to, like... Does he know how to calm down? Because they're juggling like thirty projects right now. Like,
1: things going on.
0: Really and then you got X Men, you got Fantastic Four. I mean, dude, they—it's pedal to the metal for them. You know, they don't have yeah. any time to chill.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But I can see them, you know, getting to a point of critical mass where people just stop caring. Right. Um. I mean, it'll probably be a couple of years, but there's just so many things there's going to be a new audience coming in of kids and they'll have so many things to catch up on. And they'll probably be just in the same way with comic books with us. I mean, how many comic books are there out there and how many do you actually read? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like I wasn't rushing out to pick up a Hawkeye comic. And when we've got, you know, five years from now, when the kids of this generation are a bit older, they're going to have so many things to look back on. And I don't think they will be like, oh, well, I'm going to go watch this Hawkeye series. You know what I mean? Right. It'll be your big hit as like, your no way home, your stuff like that. But I think it, just in the same way that we don't go back and read, you know, Hawkeye uh, other than the Matt Fraction run, you know, I've, I haven't really got much interest in picking up a Hawkeye story. Yeah. Um, And just in the same way that we wouldn't go back and pick up some random, you know, I'm trying to think of like a really obscure hero now who was popular at one point, um. But they're kind of bringing everyone back.
0: Yeah, it's true. So
1: yeah,
0: uh, yeah. But you know, you get
1: what I'm saying. Where yeah. it's just like. People in years to come won't go back and watch this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. That's like it's very, very interesting to see and, how. And if this it becomes
1: required watching as well, then it's just gonna put them off watching everything else.
0: That's true. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, do you think that the MCU will ever reboot? Because you were saying like it can't go on forever. I actually, I agree with you. And I was like, dude, it can't go on forever. I think eventually they'll have to either soft reboot or reboot. But uh, mm. I don't know, so, you know, Rob had this point where he said he thought if they did reboot, it would ruin it. And like essentially like people yeah. would feel like all this time and all this investment and then it's gone. But it will get to a point where it's like, like, are we going to be watching like old Kate Bishop? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do her thing. You know, is that what they're aiming for? How are they going to pay all these actors? Like, I don't know
1: yeah and you kind of have to bring the big names back around like your iron man's and your captain america's you know what yeah, i mean yeah iron man is such a big money maker so is captain america and they're not in the universe anymore right well steve rogers by that i mean um and i know we're getting iron heart i know obviously sam wilson's taken on the mantle but you know what happens when they quit you know is Anthony Mackie going to be Captain America for 15 years. Right. He's going to have to pass it off to someone else. And then, you know, the the interest is going to get less and less and less, I feel. Um and it will get to a point where they're like we're not making the money that we were when we had our Iron Mans and our Captain Americas because at the end of the day it's a business decision. Right. Um, to have these people. So I think they were I do, I do think they will reboot it at some point.
0: Yeah, I kind of so. But think they might so do too. it in a
1: way it might do it in a way where it's like a, an X-Men Days of Future Past situation where they have some time travel involved or something.
0: Yeah. Or like alternate you know, dimensions and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I think that you'll get to a point where you'll want to reset things, where you'll basically be like, you, you want to find a way to set all of the things you have with that universe in a very like central or specific place. But then you want the ability to sort of restart and, and do a new version. I, I don't even know if that's 10 years away. That could be 15, 20 years away. Mm. But I do Well, look think... at Star Trek. Right. Star
1: Trek is a good example. Exactly. Because they've got so much stuff going on. um, And it's obviously not as popular now as it used to be. Yeah. But, the, I mean, they did a reboot. um, And I I do Star Trek watch through sometimes. And I'll probably what'll happen is I'll watch the the first four movies. Um, I'll start watching some of the next generation ones and then I'll just stop mm. and I'll get bored. And then I'll go pick up the JJ Abrams ones and watch those. Right. And I'll be like, Well, that's all the Star Trek I need. Yeah. That's,
0: it's kind of interesting to to see like where they'll go at, but you know, it's funny because we're sitting here, we're talking about Marvel and all this stuff. It's a good problem to have, you know, you look over at Star Wars or you look over at DC and they would kill to have the problem that Marvel has, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. It's fascinating. What do you think's going on with, uh, what do you think's going on with DC? We'll, we'll sort of end on this note, but you know, there's been a lot of, uh, interesting chatter uh, over there, when it comes to DC, Zack Snyder's teasing some fun stuff out. You know they've got like all this stuff going on with the different Superman and what do you what do you think is going on over at the DC side of things?
1: I've got no idea to be honest. I keep getting told stuff, um, mm. but I really don't know. There's nothing that I've been told that I trust one hundred percent, and I've been shown messages and stuff like that, but I really don't know they just think? need to get the rack together
0: right for sure but do you think then that there is a chance that they're going to circle back to some zach stuff or you think that's completely like no way
1: i really don't know because you know there was a point where i, I thought the snyder cut was no way and um, but i do know zach is obviously locked into the netflix stuff for the next couple of years right so it just depends really i mean would he even want to go back to it that's the big question And then you've got to get the actors back, like Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill. Um, And I think the Batman's going to be a big decider in that.
0: True. So you're saying, yeah, so if the Batman does incredibly well, then DC might be like, let's stay over here.
1: Yeah, possibly, yeah. Because they're taking a risk by going back.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, right? The idea of a final crisis, though, really does interest me. So, like, you could do something... Where you still build up Batson and you still have all these other things going on, you know, with mm-hmm. Keaton, Batman, and and Batgirl, which for whatever reason they just really want to make that work, and you might get to a position where three years from now you circle back and have Zach either produce or direct uh, a final crisis event that brings all of them together. You know what I mean? Like I still think yeah. that would be a huge win for them. And if I'm like David Zasloff if I'm one of these people that's coming in looking at the landscape that we have. I mean, I think that's the it is the obvious go-to move. I actually still to this day cannot believe the incompetence and pettiness. Like if you really want to, you know, talk about some human beings being human, I cannot believe that Warner Brothers had the biggest movie the the like do you think the Snyder Cut is the best comic book movie so far of 2021? Or it came out in 2020, yeah, didn't it? Possibly. No, it was 2021. Okay, yeah. So yeah, not yeah. Much. I yeah. think it's probably uh, yeah. the best one. Yeah, it probably is. Can you believe it, really? Paul, that they have this golden goose in this thing? And yeah. the
1: thing is, all the actors connected to it are big names now as well. I mean, mm-hmm. when they first signed on, you know, Gal Gadot wasn't really a big name um ben affleck everyone was like why the hell is he batman right what the hell's going on henry cavill wasn't that big of a name um jason momoa you know he was coming off the first season of game of thrones i think when he got signed and though he'd done stuff he wasn't like a massive get um and now all those people involved are quite big names right um so you would think they would be like rushing that through but it's madness, oh, bro. Know. Like it's just—it's got to.
0: Well, it's got to be like, man. I, you know what I think it is, and I think this is what a lot of people think it is. So I don't think it's this is a unique thought, but it's essentially that Warner Brothers, in some way, I mean, it's very mafioso. Right? Like where Mm. it's like they're a family company. There's all these families attached to Warner Brothers' name. There's it has all this nostalgia. Yeah. It's 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 a mafia. Still Warner Brothers. Yeah. So they feel, I think, that the Snyder Cut fans represent a group of people that doesn't necessarily respect or like The Warner Brothers brand And in fact have vilified In some ways Warner Brothers And so I think At some level Probably at the top Many people at Warner Brothers Consider The Snyder Bros And like you know The fans of the Snyder Cut They literally consider it A force that undermines Their brand And so There's been this weird fight Between those people and other people that you know maybe some of them are really really loyal to Zach maybe some of them are obnoxiously loyal to Zach but then there's probably some people that just realize it's a big business opportunity you know what yeah. i mean and they're like bro like this is because it for it to even have happened indicates that a lot of people realized there was value there
1: yeah definitely um i yeah i just i from the an outsider looking in, it looks like they're making a decision with their heart instead of the head. Mm. And I would just be like, "Look, if it's going to make money, we should do it. I don't care what the fans are saying. Like, if there's you know those toxic fans that have made it their whole life obsession to be, you know, constantly going on about this thing and harassing people. Like, there's there's people like that in every single fan, and we just sure. need to ignore them right. and look at the bottom line and how many." you know, how much money it's going to make, how many jobs it's going to create, how much merchandise we can sell off it. And it doesn't seem like they're going at it from that point of view. It's just very much, well, nasty people on the internet. There's been 10 people who've sent nasty tweets, so we're not making it. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, I wouldn't make uh, any YouTube videos if I listened to people in my comments who are dickheads. Right for no, sure. I mean,
0: they need to take a page out of John Campion's book and they they need to understand like the new coming battle for attention and like what is the real currency out there because like as much as they might hold this brand of Warner Brothers in high regard the reality is a lot of people don't a lot of people don't care like folks don't Mm. care about nostalgic Hollywood like that anymore I mean what have we just been talking about nobody watches the interviews nobody cares about the actual history of studios you know some cinephile people do but that's not where the attention's at that's not what's filling seats that's not what's getting stream numbers it's not what's getting clicked like Warner Brothers let it go like you know what I mean And, and if Zaslav you know because a lot of the people's hopes is wrapped up in Discovery Warner Brothers, this new company, this new outlook yeah. that, you know, Zaslav might have. And, you know, I think there's some danger there of being disappointed yet again. But Oh, definitely. Oh, for sure. But it is true that sometimes an outside force is the necessary element to get people like the Warner Brothers people to actually realize the, the truth of what they're looking mm. at. yeah
1: exactly yeah and you just kind of if i was coming in and i just bought a company i'd go right what are your big things that make money Mm. um can we go just green light one of them please Mm -hmm. because zach's pretty much got a lot of the work done already um but yeah just warner brothers just don't know what's happening some of the things they green light oh like they'll green light some obscure character over the Snyderverse. And I just think, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird, man. Like, They're, there's rumors don't that don't make like, any sense. That, yeah,
1: there's rumors that a Birds of Prey 2 is getting made. And I'm just like, why? Right. It like, why?
0: Like, there's literally no man. Like, it, it feels it's, like it's a good
1: movie. It's fine.
0: But yeah. it's not, you know, it was it, clearly just not it, successful. It, it's
1: not going it, yeah. to make you money. You, you know, you're not going to, it's not going to be a billion dollar franchise. So why? Are you doing this? And yeah. clearly, studios like you know, No Way Home is shown that people like nostalgia, and even the Snyder cut showed that you know there's an interest there. Yeah. When you give the fans what they want, they'll come.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy, literally and know?
1: figuratively.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how uh how detached they feel. Uh, it feels that they are from like reality. You know what I mean? And then. Yeah. I talk about uh, Star Wars because I'm in the middle of uh, a a drama, Paul. Where I I got <laughs> caught up, bro. I, I oh no, yeah. And the so Kathy I did
1: Kennedy it. stuff.
0: Yeah, so is I did you? a dude. Yeah, so I did a video yesterday, and uh, you know it's it's doing pretty well for our channel, and people you know seem to like it. And the thing that really breaks my heart about it is, I saw in the comments a ton of positivity about the news that I was talking about and I got something wrong, right? Where Grace basically mm-hmm. said uh in a tweet that she's hearing that John and Dave are in talks to go over to the movie side of things, okay? What I yeah. read that as, and technically speaking, what I read could still be the case, but it's not what she reported, Uh, that they will be taking over and have full control of the movie mm. side, right? And so I read into it as Star Wars is having problems. Kathy can't seem to keep a director. If John and Dave, who were working so well with the different people that directed on Mando, you know, and they just seem to be better at that side of things, Mm -hmm. especially John. If they were going to take full control of the movies and allow Kathy to just fall back and do business stuff. Holy crap. That would be such a boon of positivity to two star Wars fans. I think generally speaking with where they're at. And uh, so I made this big video and now I got to do like my stream later today is going to be like clarifying, you know what I mean? And all this stuff, I have to do all this like stuff, but it sucks, man, because that studio is also in a really precarious spot. I mean, losing Patty Jenkins, I felt like was such a big L for them. You know what I mean? Well that's the
1: thing it just seems like they can't really keep a hold of directors. I mean the the um Game of Thrones guys, though that trilogy got cancelled. Yeah. Uh, the Ryan Johnson one got cancelled. Yep. It just seems like they can't keep a hold of anyone. Um was it, was it Colin Trevorrow was meant to do The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Yeah, there's just so many uh, I just don't know.
0: That's really don't know. it's a bad look, bro. And it's like i disney plus day didn't have anything it had nothing that was such a bummer bro and like there were it's not just it had
1: obi-wan it had obi-wan it had a sizzler
0: reel that's a year old that we had talked about like had already leaked out people had already been talking about that and it literally leaked the day before as well right so it it's a weird spot man where again, you know, we sort of talked a lot about Marvel spoilers, you know, the future of phase 4 and stuff. And then you 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 look across town, you look at Star Wars, you look at Warner Brothers and you're like, "You know what? Maybe it's okay that Marvel's doing too much. You know, maybe maybe that's the better version of as a yeah. fan what you would want. You know, a lackluster Hawkeye show maybe better than they can't even make a fucking trilogy or like have a cohesive canon, you know. Yeah. That's
1: wild. I suppose Mandalorian's good. I'm sure Book of Boba Fett will be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I mean, you know, it's I have a lot of anticipation for it. I'm a little bit weirded out by seven episodes, though. That's like mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think well, it I was, was like because it, the,
1: the twins, the twins, I'm having twins, they were due to come on the 16th. Um and the show I think the show finishes, was meant to finish on the 16th. And I was like, man, if I've got to choose between going with <laughs> my kids or book above a fat, yeah, I don't know, uh yeah. but yeah. So yeah, it's gonna uh, seven. It's a bit weird because it was meant to be eight.
0: Yeah, it was probably meant to be eight at least. Or, now, yeah, but, like so. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, like, dude, that's the thing. Is like Marvel's at a place again where they can they can deliver like a whole bunch of like mixed bag stuff and we're still riding with them and you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's conversation, but it's not the same doom and gloom. Like I feel like if star Wars misses with book of Boba Fett brother, that is like huge. You know what I mean? Like that's going to just rock the boat and put things into a really precarious situation. And with DC, even though, you know, the rocks movie looks fun. You know, a lot of this stuff seems fun. The Batman seems like it's going to be really really cool. It's yeah. it doesn't have that same like until they really get it going, man. Like I'm just I'm not able to bring the same level of enthusiasm to the to those movies.
1: Yeah. And we we are people who rely on this for a job as well. True. So we tend to go where the hype is as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, "Oh,
0: just can't be bothered with this stuff."
1: Yep. I mean, the Peacemaker, the Peacemaker series, there's no hype for that. Zero. And how None can they green light
0: show? Dude, they greenlit Peacemaker before Suicide Squad came out. It bombs, you know what I mean. And then they're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, we're still." I mean, Peacemaker's dope though, and the, you know, and nobody's gonna watch that show. And yet they won't do anything with the Snyder Cut. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, mm. but anyway, brother, we'll wrap it up here. I know it's like, uh, what is it? Thank is you. it super late for you? Uh, over no, there? it's like half one. It's like half one. Oh well, you probably yeah. got to like go do some fun British stuff. What, food. what do you guys yeah. do how over my there?
1: And, my tea and crumpets. There you go. You know exactly. I mean. See what I'm saying?
0: I Lord. I see exactly what you're saying. I mean, we won't really do that over here. We have like twelve flavors of pop tarts, so we don't, you know, we don't have to do that. Yeah. But yeah. So how about how how, how about that, Paul? How how about how about that? I don't know. all right thanks for being here man i appreciate you we'll talk soon again okay
1: i'm sorry i didn't hear what you said i I had a message coming and i read that and i was like pop-tarts what what do i say to this yeah it's
0: perfect i actually wanted to end on an awkward pop-tart joke that's exactly what i yeah that's what it was it was in the notes actually good brilliant